Don't just talk about your goal. Take steps to make it happen. Today, Mike and Alex discuss how often people talk endlessly about what they're going to do, but nothing ever gets done. Stop talking and start doing. Take a step towards your goals every single day. We discuss that as well as some of the housing issues in Cleveland and how the two topics correlate. All this and more on the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Investing in real estate can be full of pitfalls. Don't end up as another horror story on Mike Riley's Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast. Hi, I'm Mike Ferrante with Century 21 Homestar and the 21 Mike team serving buyers and sellers all over the state of Ohio. We specialize in helping investors buy and sell real estate. So before you make another move, go to 21mike.com to schedule an appointment. The 21 Mike team, your one-stop shop for buying and selling. Hi, everybody. This is Mike Riley with a uh, another episode of the Cleveland Real Estate Investor. And with me is a very, very interesting guy, Alex Gertzberg. And I don't throw around interesting guy labels lightly. And I think, uh, I think Alex was on about a year ago. But uh, I'm glad he's back because I think you're going to enjoy our little uh, podcast. Now, of course, Alex knows that when we do a podcast, he just follows my lead. I just throw him the chum and let him, you know, he's like a shark in the water. When the chum gets out there, he goes all over it. Right, Alex? Life there. Yeah, I'm right here. (laughs) I I, I don't even start. I feel like you, you already just threw one out there. But I'll wait. No, I'll wait for the. I'll wait for like real a, a real question. Okay, here comes the chum, Alex. Here's what we're going to talk about today. I've been involved in some nonprofit meetings over the years, and I just attended a meeting of candidates for city council for Cleveland Heights. And I got to tell you, I maybe it's because I just turned seventy, Alex. My daughter got married a couple of weeks ago. I turned 70, then I got COVID. I feel good, but still, you know, a little, little uh, nasally. But I, I'm just getting so depressed because I get tired of people endlessly talking about what they're going to do and nothing ever gets done. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, what is with humanity? <laughs> um, endless studies talking about what they're going to do. I mean, you guys out, people out there listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor, you're going to get into real estate. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And ask yourself, really, what have you accomplished in the last month, three months, six months, maybe for the year? You talked about losing weight, giving up smoking, getting into real estate. And at the end of the day, where are you? Why? What? Give me some tips. Give us some tips, Alex your take on all this and what people yeah. can do to really affect change in themselves and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so first of all, happy birthday. I, I just saw your, your face seconds ago and I don't think you look a day over 71, Mike. Um, so congratulations. <laughs> all congratulations. right. <laughs> Let me get my walker. Let me, let me get my walker and walk around here. Okay, I got it. Uh, no, you do. You look very young. I I would have never guessed that you are seventy. That's that's a you, whatever your whatever moisturizer you're using, keep using it. You look fantastic. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, I was talking to a guy at 
my golf club and he said, you're, you're what? 68. Are you kidding me? I want to drink your urine. I never <laughs> forgot that. I never <laughs> forgot that. Because I'm going to drink your urine. So, all right, wow. folks that we're, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're, yeah. Anyways, so uh, well, well, I, I hate to go down rabbit holes, but is that something people do? Is that I a thing? Know. Who knows? What I think it's a urban legend. That's crazy. All right, so here I, I just drink a lot of tea. Go ahead. Yeah, you ask such a good question, Mike, um, because I think that if you can crack that nut, if you can get a, a good answer to that, you can change the entire freaking world. Right. Why doesn't change really happen? Why are people just uh, talking about it instead of doing it? And here's my uh, um, take on it. Right. I think that there are doers and there are talkers and you and I know a lot of doers and we know a lot of talkers. And so why are they the way they are? Uh, let's let, let's let's dive into that. But before that. I have to say, in my experience, you're not stuck in one of those categories. You can flip from being a doer to being a talker and go the other way too, right? I think that exactly, that, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, right. Becoming a doer really simply requires chunking a large project into small pieces and just starting just start checking off the the checklist just do that first next that that next logical step right there's that exactly. saying yeah it's it's a you know choose your metaphor you eat you eat an elephant one bite at a time you you take 500 axe swings and eventually the redwood comes down right but you there there the, the journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step right the point is you, you you can become a doer really quickly. You just have to chunk it down and then start walking and then don't stop until you get what you want, right? Well, I keep thinking of that old adage, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. You've got to have a plan. Yes. If you don't have a plan, it's just all talk. It's That's nothing right. but win. And that plan is every day, every yeah. day. I mean, imagine going into your car and saying, well, I'm just going to go on the freeway. I'm going to get on, you know, uh, the expressway, I-90, 271, 71, you know, one of the interstates. And you don't know where you're going. Yeah. Or, or better yet, you're thinking like, you know what? I'm going to go to Chicago or I'm going to go right. to New York. But you don't have any plan to get there. You don't have yeah. any map. You just get on the road and said, I'm going. There's nothing there. And because having a plan means that you are also measuring your pro progress. Okay. Right. So if if you're going to Chicago, guess what? Toledo is your first main or maybe Sandusky, your first main stop. You're heading west. It's not eerie because if it's eerie, you're going the wrong direction, right? Or Ashtabula. So you have to, you know, you have to be incrementally moving along. And the key word in success is not what college you went to, what grades you got in school, uh, what your title is, senior VP this or whatever. The key to success is you have a goal, you have a plan, and then you are persistent. 
Right. You are always moving forward. Maybe you got to step back. Maybe it's two steps forward, one step back. But you are always moving forward and you're measuring how effective you are. Yeah. You're not just talking. Go ahead, Alex. I think it's also really important. Um, so you just identified a couple of components there, right? One is you got to have a bullseye. You got to know where you're going. I truly believe, Mike, that if you've got a good, big, hairy, audacious goal, a BHAG, and you and you plant that bullseye and you make it as crystal clear in your vision as possible and you think about it and, and you, you're visualizing it every day and then you just start walking, you're walking towards a bullseye and you're going to start seeing opportunities that you didn't know you had just because you have a bullseye and you've started walking towards it. It's called right. exactly. There's, there's actually there's actually a, um, um, a, a scientific term around that. It's called um, articulated. No, re, no, re, RAS, reticular activating system, reticular activating system. And it's the phenomenon where the day that you decide you're going to buy a red Porsche and you buy it, suddenly everywhere you look, there's a red Porsche out there, right? And you exactly. Were, and you, I was just going to say that. All of a sudden you start seeing Teslas. Already, exactly. you buy a Tesla. All of a sudden, you you recognize the Tesla. Yeah, um, yeah. You activate. Wife, yeah, right. My wife said that a year ago when I got, you know, I got out of my Audi A6. I had like seven in a row, three year leases, and all of a sudden, I said, "That's it. I'm selling this, and I'm going to get a uh, Tesla." And yeah. uh, all of a sudden, she started seeing Teslas everywhere. Oh, she said, I can't believe there yeah. was Tesla out there. Prior to that, she wasn't even seeing it. So, it, you know, it's in, yeah, and absolutely. Let me just uh, second that statement yeah. because opportunity is meets preparation. Yes. And when you are saying to myself, look, it, I'm going to figure out how to make, I remember when my, my uh, son Brooke um, went to Hawking and my daughter was there, really liked it. And all of a sudden my wife said, well, it'd be great if you could go to Hawking. And I said to myself, I just got to make $10,000 more this year, pay for that, to send him to Hawking. And it's sort of like, I just got to figure out how to, and then, then you start working backwards from that. Right, right. Okay? And, and, and what happens also, folks, is you you question things that conventional wisdom things and right. you know like this is the cleveland real estate investor you look at if you want to sell this house um you are gonna you are gonna be reacting to what the market is telling you because your goal is to sell the house right is the market telling you man this this house right. is overpriced this house is a dump the windows are dirty. The landscaping is terrible. The kitchen's outdated. I hate this floor. You are always in tune with the feedback you're getting because your goal is to sell the house. The right. worst thing you can do, and this is what I think a lot of people do, is they justify failure. Yeah. I, I totally. You know what? I've done this. Well, I'm getting up every morning. I'm doing, you know, really, really, who gives a shit? Yeah, it's it's not it's, happening. The house is right. not sold. Let me ask you. Let me Go ask ahead. you a question, Mike. Um, in your life, throughout your life, as an adult, as a business person, have you had coaches and mentors? 
No, no coaches, no mentors. I've had people that I would say influenced me. Okay. But they were not ongoing. I remember, I'll never forget, 40 years ago, I'm sitting in, I was in University Heights. Guy calls me up. Name is Paul. He's probably dead now. And he had heard my ads on WCLV. He said, yeah, really, Mike, this is great. That really, that, that is brilliant. You put in those, those ads on, real simple to the point. And I'm sitting down, I'll never forget, sitting in his front yard and he's talking and he was a salesman for decades with Squires Roofing, which is oh. no longer in business, Squires Roofing. And he said to me, you know what, Mike, what I learned about sales, the first thing you do is you make a friend. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, right. Make a friend. Yeah, whatever. You know, you want a friend, get a dog kind of thing. Yeah. But then, then I took a sales class with this elderly lady and she ripped me. She said, Mike, you think you're a good salesman? You just talk too much. You're not asking questions. You're not listening. You're not doing this. You're not building some intimacy with the person you're talking to. And I remember this, this guy. All of a sudden it clicked. Yeah. And it clicked because I knew I needed to to change. I to get my goal to keep the crews busy during the winter to, to yeah. you know well, to, to build out the schedule to 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 operate from a position of strength where you've got work. You don't need to get desperate getting the work. Yeah. Um, and well, it's so, yeah. but I didn't have any coach or mentor. Well, no, I would argue that you did. Um, they're just, they were less formal. You've got your own learning style, but the, I guess the important thing is that you definitely sought out guidance and, in and, and, uh, and skill, uh, and, and, and leveling up. And you did it through by, by taking sales classes and, and talking to other folks personally, people, I think one reason why people are more talkers than doers is because they aren't leveling themselves up and 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 either don't know how to or haven't like some people do need business coaches and 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 mentors i would argue that everyone should have somebody that they're uh learning from at any given point whether it's a book or a teacher or a coach or a mentor or a, a or a whatever. youtube or a ted talk or whatever yeah exactly always acquiring knowledge yeah and 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 that is a really quick I mean that you're still kind of talk. You're it's it's somewhere between talking and doing is learning, right? But it definitely gets you from the talking to the doing. Uh, it, it's a it's a nice bridge. The more the more skill you have, the more confidence you have, and the more confidence you have, the more likely you are to be a doer. And I, I, about that, I will say. So my business coach is a guy named uh, Dan Sullivan, right? Uh, and then he's got other coaches there, Chad Johnson, other folks at Strategic Coach. And I've been there for seven years now. And I, I've learned uh, a ton from these guys. But one one really great Dan Sullivan quote is, the entrepreneur's greatest skill is confidence. Confidence is the entrepreneur's greatest skill. And what I love about that is it recognizes the importance of confidence. I definitely am a different speaker, salesperson, lawyer, leader when I have confidence relative to when I don't have confidence. It's a different Alex Gertzberg altogether. So as a skill, super important. But the other 
piece that I love about that is it recognizes that confidence is a skill, meaning it's like a muscle. You can improve it. You can build it. You can, you can practice it. You can work it out like at a gym. And, right. and, and that, right. that's, that's a man, Mike, that's a game changer, right? If you can, if you're a low confidence person, you're probably going to be a talker more than a doer. Well, I don't know, but let me, th- let me throw a different uh, yeah. perspective on this. Because yeah. I think, first of all, if you're confident, it's, you're also your own best friend and your own worst critic. There's, there's a balancing there. You're not deluding yourself. You're not saying, okay, well, I'm going to be, I, I'm going to be confident. You know, and I think that's what happens as you get older. You get older, you've had a lot of failure. Yeah. You know, and, and if you're good, the confidence comes from recognizing the failure is part of life. Setbacks are right. part of life. And you right. learn from that. Actually, those, op- those are great opportunities to learn and to change. And you, you tend to give yourself, on the one hand, uh, a pat on the back. Hey, But on the other hand, you always have to be saying to yourself, I really screwed this up. I shouldn't have done that. Right. Uh, you know what? This was a mistake. You know, I, you know, I'm not doing that again. And how often do you hear people talk that way? Rarely. Most of the time, it's endless justifications. Like at this city council candidates meeting. I mean, I wish I was up there as a candidate because the first thing I would say to the other six people, hey, folks, it's not working, right? It's yeah. not working. Who cares? Look at we. In fact, one lady said, probably the only thing I took away from that meeting. She said, "Look at we had a master, master uh, plan developed in 2017." Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. Thirty seconds, and we'll be back. If you've been listening to this podcast, then you understand or should understand the pitfalls of investing in Cleveland real estate. Say you're looking for an investment property to rent, and these are the things that could happen and often do. You overpay for a house, and it's in the ghetto. Then you find that it's a money pit with endless surprise repairs. Your hapless property manager, who may be the brother-in-law of the realtor, gets a tenant who after three months stops paying the rent. Then the toilet explodes and you have nobody to repair it because, guess what? The property manager is not answering the phone. Yep, that's the ugly side of the Cleveland real estate market. But we have a solution. Buy one of our properties. It's been inspected. It's been vetted. It's in a rock-solid part of town. It comes with a gold star tenant paying top dollar rent, and we manage it. Call us at 216-371-8160 if you're interested. They looked at it in 2018, and that's the last anybody's referred to it. People love coming up with committees. They love coming up with plans. And nobody has the balls to simply say, wait a minute. We talked about this three years ago, and it's still 
not done. Yeah. I hey, mean, Mike, it's challenging the conventional wisdom. Go ahead. I'm so impressed that you attended a city council meeting. I mean, congrats to you for doing your civic duty. It's pretty impressive. Do you go to do you go to uh, many of those? Every now and then I'm kind of trying to find navigate my way. And this goes, hey, everybody, Cleveland real estate investor. And you've heard me talk about Project Wrath. You heard me complain about vacant housing. I'm trying to find the right way to package a message that will affect change in Cleveland Heights. Yeah. And so, without yeah. being a, without being a bull in a china shop. Go ahead. Well, I'm like I've not I've only ever attended city council meetings when my client was up there trying to get something approved and and I've had to argue. Uh going as a a viewer and a participant as a, as a citizen, I actually have never done that. So I'm I'm blown away that you've done it and it's it's inspiring because we all really need to do it. But I the the corollary to that and one reason why I don't go is because I think that our um uh, civic decision-making process at, at every, almost every government level is real. Like at least the election piece of it, getting the right butts into the right seats is really messed up, but because it's always like sound bites and political inexperience versus political experience, not the right, not the right leadership experience. Um, there's party affiliation issues. There's money in politics. I actually think I have the solution though. I think I have the way to fix our elections for good. Do you want to hear it? Go ahead. All right. I, I've given this a lot of thought and I actually wrote a blog about this. So today we elect people based on how much money they have for campaigning and what party they're affiliated with and what sound bites and negative ads we hear on TV and on Facebook. And it's, it's very, very rarely based on the merit of the person, right? The underlying leadership skills that they've had. And so I think that the way to fix that, America loves reality shows. I would have the candidates get followed around every day, all day long, most of the day anyway. And I would put them in real life situations that they're going to have to have and, 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 and deal with when they're in office, right? Like a riot or like a budget failure or like, uh, you know, and like a, a terrorist attack or something like just like actual events that happen in, in real life, like a shooting. Right. And then you watch them react in just in real time. Right. Alex, here's one of the, the flaw in that is Tell this. Me. people just don't have the time to watch that. And it's, you know, they always say that all politics is local. You know, when you get um, like a councilman or like in Chagrin Falls or one of our, yeah. our suburbs, you know what? They don't really care about woke or yeah. the social this or, you know, the the gay the gay uh, baker who's doing. And they, you know what? Nobody cares about that. And on a local level, it's potholes. It's the lights not working. The garbage is not ticked up. I mean, when when their vested interest is being impinged in some way, then they're going to start paying attention. But for the yeah. most part, everybody usually dismisses, you know, politics as just oh, there they go again and whatever. And that's why Trump won in two thousand sixteen. 
because Hillary was so tone deaf. She was such a bad salesperson. Um, Joe Biden never could get beyond the first round because all he did is talk about how he was on the Foreign Relations Council, how long he's been a senator. I mean, all that (laughs) inside Washington stuff. Meanwhile, here comes Trump as a classic con man, salesman, who knew exactly the buttons to push. Now, in Cleveland Heights, folks, one of the the biggest problems in Cleveland Heights is the vacant house problem. I mean, we have close to 400 homes that are vacant, all right? And most of them are in areas where the retail consists of the dollar stores, which is always a sign that a neighborhood is in decline. The yeah. more the dollar store, the more it's in decline. You don't see Starbucks in a ascending neighborhood. So the question is, with council people, people who are in government, they are tone deaf to those constituents because, quite frankly, those constituents don't vote. The people that are showing up at that council meeting last night, they're the same people, the usual suspects. These are the people that will watch C-SPAN. They're listening to podcasts. They're watching, reading the New York Times. So you're getting candidates talking about bike paths. And believe it or not, climate change came yeah. up. Oh, we're going to appoint this person for the Cleveland Heights climate. Like, really? Really? Who cares? <laughs> right. Uh, you know, really? Who? Why are we talking about this? We've got yeah. neighborhoods that are in decline in Cleveland Heights. We're losing tax revenue as a result. The retail is non-existent. People are flocking to neighborhoods in Cleveland Heights like Kensington Meadowbrook or over by Fairmont Taylor or Cedar Fairmont. Those areas are booming. Meanwhile, we've got a problem over here and nobody wants to face it because it means they have to change. So if you ask somebody, if I was asking, if I was up there, I would say, you know what, everybody, look, at. I don't want to hear about how you're passionate about Cleveland Heights. Please spare me. I don't want to hear about how you're going to tackle the housing. Housing is important if you don't have a plan. And if you have been on council and are going for reelection, let me ask you something about housing. What have you accomplished in two years or right. three years? What have you done? You have done nothing. So you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. And the only way you're part of the solution is you simply stand up at that meeting last night and say, folks, stop wasting your time on the climate uh, change czar of Cleveland Heights. This is the problem. This is the number one problem in Cleveland Heights among residents. And I got to ask why we don't pay any attention to that other than every time we run for election, we bring it up. There Man, is. you go ahead. You, you've got passion, Mike. I love it. I love it. You, you know what I think, Mike? I think you should run for office. And I'm dead serious about that. Well, <laughs> well, look at I, I, Alex, I needed to, I, I knew we were going to talk today, folks. I hope this is of some benefit <laughs> to you, my, 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 you know, my little rants. But it really comes down to, look, if you want us live in Cleveland Heights, which I do, I grew up here. You, you, you know, you grew up around the corner from our uh, 
our building. I mean, I love Cleveland Heights. We're going to stay here. It's just so frustrating. you got yeah. all these smart people here. You've got a housing stock, which is phenomenal. We're close to the orchestra. We're close to University Circle, the clinic, and UH. It is. This is not that difficult. If people would simply challenge themselves to stop the bullshit, all right, and start asking, why haven't we fixed this vacant house, which yeah. has been here for 10 years? 10 years! That house is sat there, or this house is sat there. And it's like, it's you know what, Alex and people, you know what it's like? It's like New York City in the late 70s and the early 80s yeah. before they started cleaning up New York. So it's filled with graffiti. I mean, if people from the 30s and 40s were to be transported themselves in a time machine, they would be shocked. But people yeah. got used to that. They got used to people peeing in the in the streets or not on their meds and so what happened was the the deviancy what's it uh senator pat moynihan said the deviancy kept the bar kept getting lower it's like right. trump and the shock value people are right. numb to it people were numb to the subway and the graffiti and the grifters and the panhandlers and as soon as somebody stepped in and say you know what enough we're we're yeah. arresting them we're cleaning them out we're we're uh we're spray we're, we're taking the subway cars off the line if they want to graffiti it fine uh the next day it's all painted over right end of problem right. okay? you're not you're not wrong you're not wrong my man and that yeah. and, and change so folks for yourself you want to get into real estate you want to do this you, the first person you have to have a serious talk to is yourself. And you got to ask yourself, am I going to have a calendar? Am I going to have a marker? By here, I should be X. I'm going to Chicago. By this time, I should be in Toledo. And then Gary, Indiana. And then I'm in Chicago. Okay. Every day is connected to that journey. Every day. You, there's <laughs> never a day off on your journey. Right. And you will be amazed at how you will feel more proactive, more engaged in your own life. Yeah. Love it. You're agreed. Your turn, Alex. Then we'll no, wrap I, this up. No, I, I agree, man. Um, I, I just, uh, the, the other thing that I would say, um, that really goes to everything. I think this, you know, just puts a, a bow on everything we've just talked about, the political piece and the leadership piece and the doing versus talking piece is I, I think that the best leaders on the planet and the best doers on the planet are the ones that understand their own biases, right? That the, Their yeah. own filters, yeah. their, their own filters, you know, like how are you are you making decisions based on logic and cause and effect, or are you making decisions because somebody hurt your feelings a few years ago or because of uh, some other, you know, whether it's a, a trauma or some uh, other event in your life that makes you predisposed or biased towards one, one point or the other. And the clearer you can be as a, uh, a decision maker, a leader, um, a business person, the clearer you can be 
about how you think and how you talk and how you act, the better. Understanding your own cognitive biases is huge. Exactly. Don't, don't, like I said, don't kid yourself. Right. I mean, you look at, you're either moving forward or you're going around in circles. But yeah. the most important thing is you know what you're doing. Don't kid yourself. And right. so, you know, and don't get, I, I, here's, you know, in all these podcasts I do, the real, the, the common thread is, all, one of the threads is conventional thinking. Well, I got a degree in this. I got a degree in that. That means nothing. Okay, nothing. If you've got, if all you're hanging your, your dreams are on this degree you got. The yeah. reality is, is knowledge is coming at you a thousand different ways. It's on a YouTube video. It's on a TED talk. It's in a story you read in the New York Times or the Plain Dealer or some the magazine. And when you have a goal, like you said earlier, Alex, when you have that goal and you're, you're eating this buffet of knowledge, you will recognize the knowledge that fits your goal. Okay. Right. Right. And, and a lot of times people will say, well, I want to make a lot of money. So I'm going to get a degree in business. Really? Yeah. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to real estate. I'm going to do X. I'm going to, I'm going to get a degree in this. That, that has nothing to do with it. Just open yourself up, go on YouTube and look, read some of these TED Talks, but listen to these TED Talks with a critical ear, okay? Asking yourself, what's the, what's the bull versus what is real? And the more you gravitate to people that are keeping it real, admitting their own mistakes and failures, those are the people you want to latch on to. Yes. As 100%. opposed to the people that say, uh, buy my uh, audio tapes for X number of dollars and I'll show you how to be a millionaire in real estate. That is such bull right. Okay, You stay away from that. You go to the, and, you know, and that's why, you know, going to Alcoholics Anonymous, AA, Al-Anon, whatever, that's why that can be a religious experience because people talk endlessly about their failures. Yeah, I mean it's it's empowering listening to that. Yeah, because we're always failing every day. Something's happened, but that doesn't mean you have to. When you fall off the horse, you have to, you know, get back on the horse. That's part of the journey. The failure, okay? So yeah, hundred percent. You got me all amped up, Alex. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, absolutely. Final thought. And then we're going to give this a wrap and we'll pick this up in the next couple of weeks. Go ahead, Alex. Final thought. Uh, just, you know, uh, first of all, Mike, thank you for having me. It's always good to talk to you on or off Mike. Uh, I love your podcast. I love you. Thank you for doing everything that you're doing for the community. And, and you're a great business person. I mean, so I, I, I just, I, I really, uh, I appreciate you. Uh, final thought. Don't be a talker, be a doer. It's, 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 I mean, it's, it all starts with the decision. What is the next move? Now start moving. Exactly. What did I do today to advance my goal? That's that it. should be embroidered. All right, Alex, we will talk next week. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, Mike. Be well. You too. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast with Mike Riley. Please add our show or follow us on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Leave a like or comment on the video. All engagement is appreciated. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well for video content coming soon. For any Cleveland listeners or Cleveland Browns fans, you can check out our other podcast, Cleveland Browns Anonymous, for our weekly group therapy session. This is also on all the same platforms as the Cleveland Real Estate Investor.